Hello, and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This is episode 373, recorded on Monday, the 22nd of February, 2021. And we began rolling tape at exactly 2300 hours. Hello everyone, here we are, back again, we are talking about Doctor Who tonight, let me just fill you in on the state of the rewatch, and the state of the rewatch is quite revolting, because the studio is still in a complete mess due to the continuing lack of a good main Windows PC. Rewind to an earlier episode to hear all about that. That means we are still in disaster mode light, along with the computer problems. There was also, until recently, a leaky house to deal with. I know that because we had a massive water bill. Luckily, that was fixed by a plumber a few days ago, with minimum fuss. For a change, I don't really have a complaint about dealing with a tradesman in that particular case so far. The car, though, is still emitting ominous noises, and I was told by the same garage on the second visit, after I told them that I had also taken it to Quitfit and they'd found quite a few things wrong, that yes, indeed, there was something that was loose, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know what? I think I need a new garage. I do not like that garage. Definitely repeating myself, although I have a feeling I might have a few new listeners. I'm not quite sure. It's nothing that I've seen or heard about, but I just have a feeling. And maybe it's also to do with moving my podcast host to archive.org. If you are new to this podcast... These revisit episodes, which are currently all to do with vintage Doctor Who, are more what I thought of the stories and how they made me feel, rather than an encyclopedic deep dive into production matters. I am a story and fiction geek, not a production nerd. And also, quite unlike many other recaps, I try and take it easy when I do the recap part of the show. I don't inundate you with too many details. I give you a general idea of what happened and concentrate more on what I thought about that. Tonight, we are talking about the 1977 story, The Face of Evil. In fact, this is the first story of 1977. We'll get into that in a moment. Let's do the notes for this Fourth Doctor adventure. The Fourth Doctor was Tom Baker, his companion, new companion, who he'll meet tonight, is Leela, played by Louise Jameson. The director was John Pennant Roberts, the writer Chris Butcher, or Boucher. This is his first story for Doctor Who. And he would go on to write the best Doctor Who story ever, The Robots of Death. At least according to me, (laughs) that's my favourite story. 
He also wrote several scripts for Blake 7, and he was also the script editor for the entirety of all seasons of Blake 7. The producer is Philip Hinchcliffe. Regarding locations, this was all filmed indoors at Ealing Film Studios Stage 2 and BBC Television Centre in autumn 1976. The Face of Evil was Story 4 of Season 14 and followed The Deadly Assassin, which we talked about in Episode 371. The Face of Evil consisted of four 25-minute episodes and was first broadcast from January the 1st at 6.20 in the evening to January the 22nd, 1977. Before I tell you what happens, let me give you a little flavour of the day with our On This Day segment. Of course, January the 1st was... New Year's Day 1977, so Happy New Year's Day. Apart from that, I'm not really sure that anything of any significance happened. Even the UK singles chart wasn't that great. It was so bad, in fact, that I really don't want to talk about it. (laughs) At least... It was the year punk went boom in the UK, so that is something of note. I'm saying that even though as a Damned fan, I know that their single, and probably my favourite song of all time, New Rose, was put out on Stiff Records the year before. They got there first. Well, sort of. Let's not even talk about American stuff, including the New York Dolls. Let's just move on. (laughs) I'll start off by telling you what happens in the face of evil, and then we'll move on to what I thought as usual, as I have done many, many times. I don't even know why I'm saying this bit anymore. Okay. Instead of arriving... At Hyde Park, where I assume he wanted to go, because he says this isn't Hyde Park, the TARDIS materialises in a jungle, and the Doctor befriends Leela, who is a fugitive tribes person, formerly of the primitive Sever Team, but now banished and hunted for her blasphemy towards the tribe's god Zoanon. When she sees the Doctor, she recognises his face as that of the Evil One, who has held their god, Zoanon, captive, and the Sever Team trapped by an impenetrable black wall. When the Doctor enters the village of the Sever Team as their prisoner, when he and Leela are captured by other tribesmen, He looks around, and from the racked equipment used for bodily adornment and in their rituals, the Doctor realises that the Sever Team are the remnants of a crashed spaceship crew. They were once, in fact, called the Survey Team, and are in a state of perpetual conflict 
with the Tesh, whose ancestors were once the same spaceship's technicians. It's just that the words have got corrupted over however many generations they have been there. The Sever team react with hostility to the Doctor for his resemblance to the Evil One, and narrowly avoiding trial by ordeal, the same ordeal that killed Leela's father, the Doctor and Leela escape and find a mountain with the Doctor's face carved into its side. Leela makes a joke asking whether they're going to go up his nostril, and the Doctor says, no, we're going to go through the mouth. And they do. They pass through a tunnel at the mouth, and they see a rocket in the distance. The rocket is occupied by the Tesh, who initially welcome the Doctor as the revered Lord of Time. However, they soon turn against him when he, as he inevitably does, begins to meddle. The Doctor discovers that Zoanon and the Evil One are two parts of the same artificial intelligence with a split personality. The split occurred when the Doctor inserted his mind into the ailing Starship computer in an effort to repair it. At some time in the distant past when he previously helped the Starship crew. Unfortunately, instead of just taking the analytical parts of the Doctor's mind, the computer sucked in his entire personality, and the original personality and the Doctor's personality clash, resulting in an insane computer. The mad computer has been running a generational eugenics program with a view to creating a superior species by pitting the Seventeen warriors against the Tesh psychics. The Doctor, pretending to be Zoanon, to Neva, the village shaman of the Seventeen by speaking to him through a communications device, allies himself with the rest of the tribe and tells them to attack the Tesh, while he confronts Zoanon, the computer. The artificial intelligence attempts to self-destruct as the Doctor tinkers with its circuits, which in turn initiates an explosion in the room and renders the Doctor unconscious. By the time the Doctor has awoken, he finds the computer restored and now sane, and also a burgeoning peace between the Seventeen and the Tesh. The computer is to help the two disparate cultures with their development. Though the Tesh and the Seventeen experience some friction, they almost appoint Leela as their leader. Leela refuses. She's had enough of the planet, and of course it's the same planet where her father dies and asks the Doctor to take her with him. He refuses, 
though despite his protestations, she runs ahead of him straight into the TARDIS. The Doctor goes after her, telling her off, and we also hear off-camera a rebuke from him, telling her not to touch the console controls, whereupon the TARDIS dematerialises. Okay then, that's it for what happens. Let's move on to the exciting bit and tell you what I thought. Well, for a start, we've got a new companion, and it is Leela, the <laughs> pin-up companion of the Doctor. Almost certainly not the first, but certainly the most... I don't know how to say this... Vigorous? And also badass. When I first saw Leela, I was too young to appreciate how attractive she was, but I did like how dangerous she was. And also partly because of books like Stig of the Dump, and a primary school field trip, which incorporated learning about ancient cultures and making stone tools and things like that. I was really into Stone Age technology at the time. I made my own flint axes, really bad ones. <laughs> and all this stuff meant that the primitive but intelligent and incredibly dangerous Leela really struck a chord with me. Nowadays, she reminds me of Danny Trejo's Machete, though interestingly and somewhat embarrassingly, I pretend to be a hunter-gatherer when I go shopping. It's become a bit of a thing during the pandemic. You know, going through the supermarket, hunting down wild mangoes, yeah, it's all very childish, but the point is, the instinct to be a hunter-gatherer is in all our genes. And Leela is the embodiment of that past self, a primitive human dealing with modernity in her own efficient way. Like Machete, she improvises. <laughs> I really like that bit of the film where Danny Trejo is questioned by Salma Hayek, I think, about his use of a mobile phone, which apparently he doesn't use, and he says to her, Machete, improvise. And, of course, that she is descended from highly advanced future humans who have devolved back to a more primitive state is even more proof of how thin the veneer of civilization is, even in the far future. Our species, the human species, is just another tool using primate. Okay, still on the subject of Leela, she goes through a lot, including, as I mentioned before, the death of her father. He doesn't survive the trial by ordeal that the Doctor does. She's exiled from her tribe for blasphemy, she's hunted down, and in return she kills quite a few people on the way. Through poisoning and shooting, and much to the Doctor's strong disapproval. When you take all that into account, and the fact that the Doctor is a very interesting person, it isn't 
that surprising that when she meets the Doctor, she wants to travel with him and won't take no for an answer. I found the way she ran into the TARDIS and fiddled with the controls off-camera, but it's implied by what the Doctor says. Very funny. And I think she'll be a good match for the Doctor. But of course, I do remember many of her adventures with the Doctor, so it's not as if I'm taking a wild guess, and this is a rewatch. The silly astronaut glove hat draped over Neva the Shaman's head. The elaborate bows of the Tesh, which look somewhere between a two-handed flourish and a curtsy. The Doctor blindfolded with his scarf around his head, and Leela asking the Doctor whether they will climb up his nostril, are all welcome comedic counterpoints to the violence in this story, of which there is quite a bit. And, by the way, regarding Neva's glove hat, (laughs) I read in the classic guide that the BBC have online, that the astronaut glove was in fact a cricket glove. And that's interesting, because that takes me back to thinking for years that the alien outfits were made up of cricket gear. Still convinced they are, although I've heard people say that they're not. You know, that Captain Dallas and Kane and Lambert used to walk on the surface of the planet in the film Alien. I'm sure that's cricket gear. And yes, I know, I've been told that it isn't, but I just can't get that out of my mind. And it reminded me here when it turns out that this glove hat thing is actually a cricket glove. And I can't finish talking about Neva without mentioning his ridiculous shamanic ritual waving a piece of spaceship equipment around the Doctor. That was pretty funny as well. The survey team turned primitive, sever team, reminded me of other advanced humans in the guise of primitives, known as, I believe, Surtex, in another sci-fi series that I can't quite remember at the moment. I did try and have a look, but I didn't do too much research. I have a terrible suspicion that it's from Marion Zimmer Bradley's Dark Over series. I remember the Surtex, like Leela, being really good with knives. The Sever Team's decorative, body-worn pieces of repurposed high-tech starship equipment reminded me of the outfits made up of bits of cars from Mad Max, only projected maybe a thousand years in the future. The fight between the Sever Team and the Invisible Force at the Black Wall was reminiscent of the battle with the Beast in Forbidden Planet, the film from 1956, and we have seen that movie influence Doctor Who before this, as in Planet of Evil from 1975, which we covered in Pod 343. The incidental music was deep and percussive, lots of big 
boomy drums. I enjoyed it. It felt appropriate to the jungle environment, although that's a bit of a cultural cliché. It also reminded me somewhat of the incidental music used in Blake 7, and that is appropriate for a Chris Boucher story. I'm still not sure if it's Boucher or Butcher, but I'm going to stick with Boucher. Still on the subject of Chris Boucher, (laughs) sorry Chris if I've got your name wrong, I'll let him off for mistaking schizophrenia for multiple personality disorder because we were all stupid before the internet. Let's face it, without the internet, we would all be dribbling idiots. And I'm not even going to get into a philosophical discussion on the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Another humorous thing was the Doctor using the very cliched sci-fi phrase, take me to your leader. I can't believe that it's the first time he's used this, but I can't really remember offhand when or if he's used that before. In my view, you can't say take me to your leader enough, and I'm a fan of golden age sci-fi, so that's not surprising. And I really do fervently hope that one day I also will have occasion to use that phrase. Finally, I am curious to know how the Doctor, the Tasha's Lord of Time, came to the rescue of the original crew of the Starfall 7 Earth colony ship. However, as far as I can see, there is no prequel to this adventure, certainly not on TV. I'm not entirely sure whether there's something in audio or in book form. I know that Chris Boucher wrote several novels, but I don't know if he ever went over this ground again. Let us now move on to some trivia. Louise Jameson auditioned and beat many other candidates for the role of Leela, though, according to what I've read, and who knows whether this is true or not, this is third-hand information at the best, and the only way to really confirm any of these online rumours is to actually ask the person in question, and at this stage, their memories might not be particularly accurate, or they might not want to say what really happened. Though what I've read is that Tom Baker initially disliked the Leela character because she was too violent, and she certainly is. What I'm thinking is, if Tom Baker was being a bit method in his acting... The Doctor is a very pacifistic individual, and if you're in that headspace and you are dealing with another character who is very violent, she has to be, she is a warrior, she is a hunter, I can see how that might carry itself through into the real world, and the relationship between the two actors might have had some friction But, like I said, who knows? Maybe that was all made up for a better, juicier interview somewhere along the line. 
I don't know. I've never spoken to Louise Jameson, and if I did, I'd probably have better things to ask her about. <laughs> like her combat skills, for example, it looked like she had a little practice with some of the combat when she flips over one of the Tesh guards. It looked very well choreographed. From the way the Tesh flips upside down, I'm guessing most of the work was by the stunt performer. Louise Jameson, post-Doctor Who, has had an extensive filmography, which includes a series that I really enjoyed and I will be revisiting in this pod called The Omega Factor. But as a fan of Leela, imagine my surprise many years later when she turned up on a British soap opera, EastEnders, as an Italian matriarch. Though she was really great in that role as well. Finally, because I'm the sort of person that doesn't seem to be able to let things go, when I interviewed Sophie Aldred a long time ago now, I seem to have given the impression that I disapproved of Leela, which is far from the case. <laughs> I tend to, because I come from a background where I've had a lot of criticism, I have picked up some of those habits and tend to give off the impression of being critical when I'm not in fact doing that, even vocally. <laughs> so yeah, Sophie Aldred, I did appreciate Louise Jameson. Possibly too much. <laughs> Let it go. Ah, okay. And that is it for my little chat about The Face of Evil from 1977. I hope you enjoyed it. I don't really have anything else to say right now. Other than please subscribe, because the next story that we're talking about in our revisit episode is The Robots of Death, which is my favourite Doctor Who story of all time. If you have seen it, you'll know why. It is so stylish, it is so cool, it's sinister, it's interesting. It's everything you'd expect from really good science fiction. I am getting too far ahead of myself. So for now, the show that you're listening to is made by me, Roy Martha, a writer, Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show wherever. You can also recommend it to a friend or a mortal enemy. I hope I said that in a suitably ominous tone. Let me try that again. Mortal enemy. Mortal enemy. Oh, forget it. You can also click on the contact or support link at my website. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show. I know it's a terrible name. Acronominize. That's not a word. Yes, that's a very old joke. I've used it about 2,000 times. What do you expect at my age? All my anecdotes are the same by now. To crash 
the UK Geek Podcast. If I say so myself, which I generally do continuously and annoyingly. You have been listening to episode 373, recorded on Monday the 22nd of February 2021. And the time at the end of the show is 23.44.07. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye. By an impenetrable... By an impenetrable... By an impenetrable... By an... By an impenetrable... Oh, f***ing hell. Thank <smart noise> you.